0: Lift your hands and your hopes
1: forevermore. Forevermore. I just if you we worship there is no one like you you are the covenant maker. you are the covenant keeper you are the one who allows us access into the throne room of the father it's because of your sacrifice and your blood we receive redemption and salvation we worship we love you lift those hands everywhere i want my sound people to get this echo out this delay out lift your hands right now Ooh, thank you jesus thank you jesus forever
0: Forever,
1: lift those hands and pray in the Holy Ghost for me. Miss. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. You're welcome even the more. Holy Spirit. Everybody all over the world, do not pray in English. Pray in tongues. Pray in your heavenly language. Right now. That's right, musicians. Keep that flow going. Bashi le mo kore Nabaya. tayo Belelele kia nabayayay Moshile be kia nabasiya shikata mabayayay Estel mo shi anababakaya Estel mo shi anababakaya Estel mo shikorufu Baakoto Niko di Biki, 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 biki There's no one like you Forever you're my delight. Forever you're my devil No one like you No one like you, great king Great king No one like you. Lift those hands and tell them this. No one like you. We won't face to face with you. We won't face to face with you. We won't face to face with you. Face to face with you. Lift those hands and pray. For play that musicians. Lift your hands in your homes and zoom on Facebook, wherever you're watching. Forevermore. Thank uh-huh. hands and
0: worship. Thank you. Softly.
1: Very softly. Now listen to this. And just to be close to you. just to be close to you just to be close to you is my desire just to be close to you lord just to be close just to be close to you is my desire lord just to be close to you just to be close to you just to be close to you you. Is my desire? Play it just to be close to you. Show me what I got to do, just to be close to you. Build it is my desire.
0: Just to be close to
1: you, Lord, face to face, close to you. Just to be close to you, your mind desire, Lord, Just to be close to you, just to be close to you like just to be close to you you're my I, uh, follow me, musicians, just to be close to you, just to be close to you, just to be close to you, my desire. Just to be close to you Just to be Just to be close to you is my thing Now listen to this I want to See your face, Lord. Walking your warm and brave. Dwell dwelling your secret place. It's my desire. I want to see Your face, Jesus. Walk in Your warm embrace. Dwell in Your secret
0: place,
1: Lord. Dwell in Your holy place dwell in your secret place dwell in your holy place dwell in your secret place, lord dwell in your holy place dwell in your secret place
0: dwell in your holy place
1: play the song musicians lift your hands dwell in your holy
0: Dwelling in your secret place,
1: walking in your holy place, dwelling yours is my desire. Everywhere just to be close, just to be close to you. Everyone on
0: Zoom, everywhere, just to be close to you. Just to Praise
1: and worship to you. Say it just, please. Sing it, praise and worship to everyone, everywhere. Just a big... and worship
0: team up. Come on! Just to be close. To Just to be close to face, close to you. Just to be close.
1: Is it that your desire? You can give them praise and worship me. Just to be close. Just to be 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 close. Just so you is my dear. Now, listen to this, and Lord, I love you. Come on, synthesize. Tell me what you want me to do. I'm so in
0: love with you. I'm so.
1: know there is no one like Jesus no one like the king of kings and the lord of lords I give you praise I give you glory thank you Jesus everybody lift your hands right now I need these sound people to get this static out of here. I shouldn't hear any delays. Lift your hands, everybody. Lift your hands right now everywhere thank you wonderful jesus everybody lift your hands that's such glory flow there's such glory ask the lord to give you the relationship ask the lord to give you the relationship ask the Lord to give you the relationship Hands everywhere. I don't
0: To see your face. Oh I want to know your grace. Walk with your face to face. I want to know this grace. I want to. See your face. I want to know this prayer. Walk with
1: to listen to me now the lord spoke to me and visited me and said for this year one night with the king that normally when we're in service and in that building he comes and he walks on stage he said but this year tell them why are you in shut away with me And as you hold the online conference, as they watch me in their homes, I'm going to come and walk in all of their homes. Lift your hands and receive that. A holy visitation from him. Not only his face, his whole physical being is coming inside your home. You need to share this and tell people everywhere. I want my staff to share this mass text, mass email everywhere. The son of God is coming. He's coming to your home. I want you to hear me. He is coming to your home. Some of you, he's gonna walk right through the wall. He's coming to your home. Lift your hands, this is holy. It is a holy visitation. I don't care where you're at in the world. Not only to your homes, but if you're watching this on your cell phone or anywhere you're walking, the visitation will happen and occur right there at that moment. He's going to appear. Some of you will see him. He says, on the third day, I will come down. And then he said, on the next day, that's on the 31st, Jesus is coming down. But on the January, the first Jehovah is coming. The scripture declares in Exodus, God told Moses, prepare the people. Sanctify them today and tomorrow. And let them wash their clothes. For on the third day, the Lord will come down. God tells Joshua. Sanctify before me. On the third day, I will glorify you. Something is happening. Something is happening now. There's a lady, watching me now, you have cancer in your back. You have a tumor, lady, the Lord is healing you. There's such miracles taking place now. A neck condition is being healed. Thank you, wonderful Jesus. You just felt he go down your neck spine. Thank you, wonderful Lord, I give you praise. Yes, Lord, another disease is being healed. I give you glory. Yes, a stomach condition is being healed. I give you glory. Yes, a breathing condition is being healed. I give you glory. People, lift your hands right now in your homes. Such miracles are happening now. Such miracles are taking place. If you need a healing in your body right now, lift your hands. Wherever you are, if you need a miracle, lift your hands right now. Do it now. I rebuke all manner of sickness and disease. I command all manner of sickness and disease to go in Jesus' name. Now Now. you demon of infirmity, you demon of sickness and disease, you spirit of death. I break your power. I break you, Satan. The spirit of death in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. Loose the people now. I rebuke COVID. Lord, I pray that you are healed COVID now in Jesus' name. COVID is being healed now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Another cancer is being healed. I give you praise. Pancreatic cancer is being healed. I give you praise. Just put your hands up there on the screen. All that is is an act of faith. Yes, Lord, I give you praise. He is healing so many people. I give you glory. Another back condition is being healed. I give you praise. A bone disease is being healed, I give you praise. A skin disease is being healed, I give you praise. Yes, Lord, a blood disease is being healed, I give you praise. What is this with all these kind of diseases? I give you praise. All manner of sickness, all manner of disease is leaving. Thank you, Jesus. Many of you are feeling heat go through your body. I give you praise. Many of you are feeling heat go through your body. I give you praise. Heat is going through your body right now. I give you praise, Jesus. Such miracles, such miracles are taking place. Such miracles are happening now. Thank Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Miracles are happening. Stomach ulcers are being healed. I give you praise. Stomach ulcers are being healed. I give you praise. Lift your hands. Stomach ulcers are being healed. Yes, a neck lump is being healed. We wait, your we wait in your presence. We wait in your presence. We wait in your presence. I want to know your grace. Walk with you face to face. I want to
0: see your face, oh, I want to see your face, I want to know
1: your grace, dwell with your face to face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's such a holy presence now listen a lot of you know i don't lie when i tell you jesus is coming he is coming He's appeared to so many millions around the world through this ministry. Not only this miracle ministry, but the face-to-face appearance ministry. It is your time. It is your hour. It is your season to receive. bo shiku refile bakayai. In 2015, you know, when I told you Jesus was coming on the stage, he made a notable appearance and it came out in the camera. Many of you seen that. I used to only do one night with the king. It would only be one night. When the Lord told me a few years ago, he says, I want you to start preparing the people for two days before my arrival on the third day. Where they can better receive my glory. The Bible says we go from glory to glory. But the glory can only be beheld with an open face. And those first two days is to take the wrong veils off your face. So that when God's glory show up. You don't have any veils on your face. You must be prepared. You must also wash your spiritual garments. Your clothes. To be ready for him. We must wash our spiritual clothes our spiritual garments Mashi sheep if you have your bibles i want you to get your bibles with me right now i must show you this exodus 19. if you have your bibles get your bible I'm going to show you how many of you want to have a holy visitation from the Lord. I'm going to show you how to prepare for a holy visitation. The Lord can prepare and come to you. Even while your clothes are dirty. He came to Paul when his clothes were dirty. Are other appearances where God require you to wash your spiritual garments, your clothes. That's what the two days are for. Two days give you time to wash your clothes. And what are your clothes? Your spiritual garments. Exodus 19, verse 10 and 11. It says and the Lord said unto Moses go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow two days and let them wash their clothes. Is something about washing before you come into the presence of God. Anytime before I go into the presence of God, God always especially when I'm in shut away, he makes me take a shower before I come into his presence. Is something about water. It's something about washing that he loves before you come in his presence. Many of you know it. When you take a shower, you start humming. You start singing. The presence of the spirit come on you. Because water is connected to the Holy Spirit. Water is connected to the presence of God. I had somebody recently ask me. About this, because they heard me talk about this before. And we were reading some ancient biblical history about the legend of the Jews and when God was dealing with Israel. And God would tell them, I want you to go take a shower. They knew to, when God wanted to meet with them in the cloud, they had to go take a shower. They had to go wash. In this context, he's saying, You gotta wash your clothes. That old statement, cleanliness is next to godliness. Is true even today I when I'm visited by the Lord he'll tell me before you come in front of me go take a shower is something about washing and I'll get deeper into that in a moment it says and let them wash their clothes look at verse 11 and be ready Against the third day, for the third day, the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people on Mount Sinai. Now, let me tell you something. I know a lot of people are saying all kind of stuff about David Taylor making claims that God is going to come down and appear. Listen, he was saying this stuff in the Old Testament. How much more the New Testament that is established upon better promises? How in the world can you take one scripture that God told Moses, no man can see me and live? How in the world can you take scriptures that keeps you out of seeing God and not study the ones that say he will come to you? I am making this decree that the Lord God of hosts is coming down upon the earth in the next three days. He will come down upon earth, and he will walk through your homes. He visited me and told me this is what he's going to do. God said, be ready. Be ready on the third day. On the third day, that would be the 31st, the Lord Jesus is coming to all of your homes. You that are watching me by Facebook, watching me by Zoom, by Periscope, by any social platform, YouTube, The Lord Jesus is coming in your home. You don't want to miss today and tomorrow. And especially the 31st and the 1st. Because after the 31st. After Jesus comes. The next day Jehovah is coming. He whose eyes is like flames of fire. Feet like unto fine brass. And then his father is coming. He whose fire from the waist up and fire from the waist down our god is a consuming fire he's coming do you hear that so god told israel i'm coming down in the sight i know there are people who saying we're not gonna see nothing no he says in the sight of all the people there are some visitations that god just give you in your sleep Some that he give you in your prayer time when nobody else see him but you. Sort of like Paul, only Paul heard the voice when the Lord appeared to him on the road to Damascus, but the power knocked everybody down, but only Paul could see the Lord. The others could not. But then there are visitations like Moses had where everyone see. He says, and the Lord shall come down in the sight of all the people everyone will see him this is what this visitation is like it's coming down in your sight another scripture about your garments second peter Turn with me to Second Peter. I'm sorry that would be First Peter. This is holy. Oh. Lift your hands right now. This is so amazing. Let me tell you the scripture really quickly. It says, Some say with fear, snatching them out of the fire, hating even the garments defiled by the flesh. Your clothes must be washed. Your spiritual clothes must be washed. And that's what, how are they washed? By the washing of the water, by the word. Turn with me to Ephesians, let me show you that. Says hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. I'm gonna show you in a moment. But Ephesians, how are you washed Ephesians tells us about the washing of the water by the word Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 let's start at 25 Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 and 26 husbands love your wives even as christ loved the church and gave himself for it watch this that he might sanctify and cleanse it it cleanse with the washing of water by the word god uses water how do you wash your clothes you use water god i'm telling you there is a significant revelation with water in god's presence his holy visitation listen to what he says That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. You see, the Lord wants to present you to himself. This is one night with the king, and he wants you to be presented before him. Let me find this scripture here. There is a scripture that I mentioned. I want you to see this. This is so amazing. This is not the message, but I'm giving you the foundation of what's going on here, so you can know what to do. I want to know your grace. Dwell where will you face? to face that scripture that i'm looking for is in jude chapter one turn with me to jude chapter one jude chapter one verse 21 through 23 when you get it would you say amen Now, now listen Listen to what it says, Jew 1, 21 through 23. Softly on the music. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves in the love of God. You see that? Keep yourselves in the love of God. It is not God's job to keep you in his love. You must keep yourself in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. That and others, watch this, say with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. So how do your garments get spotted or dirty? By the flesh. How do you wash it out? By the the washing of water with the word. So tonight, as I begin to preach the word, your garments are gonna get clean. Do you see that? Hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. There's another way that the garments get spotted. James chapter 1 and verse 27. Turn there with me. Turn there with me. You ready? James, the epistle of James, that's the brother of Jesus, the, the natural brother of Jesus, who did not follow his ministry when he was on the earth, but he later got saved and gave his life to the Lord. And he wrote a book called the epistle of James. This James is not the James, Peter, John, and James. It's not that James. This is the James, the brother of our Lord Jesus Christ. verse 27 chapter 1 verse 27 pure religion and undefiled before god that's what god wants you to be undefiled and the father is this to visit the fatherless that means orphans how many of you visit orphans and take care of the fatherless i know that i do you must that's part of keeping your garments clean Religion and undefiled before God is this, and the Father is this. See that. To visit the fatherless, you must go visit the orphan children and widows, women who have lost their husbands that have died, and they're older in age. To visit them, and in and watch this, and widows in their affliction. See that and to keep himself unspotted from the world so here it is another thing that spots you is the world your garments are spotted by the world your garments are spotted by the flesh but turn back with me to Jude there's another scripture in Jude I want to finish reading to Titus Jude chapter 1 and it was it would be verse 24 Verse 24. Now. Unto him that is able to keep you from falling. And to present you faultless. Before the presence of his glory. With exceeding joy. He wants to present you faultless. Before. The presence of his glory. So why did God tell Moses. To tell the people to wash their clothes. So that he could present them spotless. Undefiled spiritually and naturally before the glory of his presence because when the glory of his presence come down God do not want any defilement there's another way we are washed in the blood of Jesus our garments our robes must also not only be washed with water but they must be washed by the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus cleanses your clothes spiritually You must dip those clothes in the blood. All of these things are the foundation of holy visitations. That before God shows up in your eyesight, he wants you to wash your clothes, your spiritual garments, naturally and spiritually. Number two, he wants you to wash in the blood and wash with the water of the word there's a scripture where the lord jesus says sanctify them through thy thy word is truth this bible this holy bible is like a washing machine to your clothes And whenever it's preached, whenever you study it, it washes you. It washes your soul and your spirit from spots that are unclean, that are defiled, that gets in your garments. So there are basics that you must do. That works with visitations and for God to present you to himself a glorious church or before the presence of his glory before a holy visitation. One, he wants to wash you with the water of the word. You must understand how that happens. A lot of you know because you spend time with the Lord. How many have ever spent time in God's presence? And you were just studying the word for two or three hours and when you came out, you felt clean. God was dealing with you in his word about stuff. That's called the washing of the water of the word. How many of you have ever had a supernatural, wonderful Bible study with the Holy Ghost? Well, the spirit of the Lord is pouring the word over you. The reason why a lot of people miss holy visitations is because they are defiled and they haven't been washed by the word. God told Moses, prepare the people, sanctify the people today and tomorrow. Hi. How? Let them wash their clothes. The Bible tells us how to wash them with the water of the word. So, the word that I'm about to give you tonight is going to wash your clothes, wash you clean, wash your garments. So, there are no spots. He wants to present it to himself, a church, a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. God don't even want wrinkles in your garments. He wants you to iron them. Now I know we're in a generation, they don't believe in ironing ironing their clothes. Some of you are just a wrinkled generation. But I remember my mom and dad, they would not let us go to school or nowhere without our clothes being ironed. No wrinkles, no spots. And while you take your clothes out of the wash machine and they're clean, but they're wrinkled, they got to get ironed out. Sometimes after a wash, you got to be ironed. Your garments got to be ironed. It says that in Ephesians, that he may present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Lift your hands and say, Lord, not only wash me, don't just wash my clothes. Come on. Say, Lord, don't just wash my clothes. Iron them too. Get the wrinkles out. You see how pristine and detailed God is. He don't want wrinkles in his clothes or in yours. Believe me, he wouldn't tell you to iron your clothes and get the wrinkles out if he had any in his. Whenever I saw Jesus' garments, his robe, or God's robe, there are no wrinkles in their robes. None. No spots of cherry juice or nothing like that. It's clean. Lift your hands where you are in your homes right now. say thank you say thank you what i've just done i've just given you a key component of face-to-face visitations holy visitations god require the clothes softly musicians more softer god require softer god requires your garments to be clean naturally and spiritually. Before God came down on Mount Sinai to meet with the people, he said they got to wash their clothes. Now I want you to go back to Exodus and now I'm going to begin to teach you what the Lord told me. I want to get straight into the word of God because I got to prepare you. I got to prepare you. That's right. I have to prepare you for what's going to happen so I want you to turn with me to Exodus chapter 19 verse 12 after the verse we read in verse 11 about he will come down in the sight of all the people the next verse is the most important thank you musicians and thank you Thank you, wonderful praise and worship team. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. I want all of you to share this on Facebook right now and on Zoom. Because what I'm about to share with you are keys. Are keys to the presence of God. To the holy presence. The shekinah, the the shekinah, the physical presence of God. Now, let me say this to you. There are a lot of preachers who talk about the presence of God and spending time in God's presence and that's one level, I am not talking about that, I am talking about the Shekinah, I am talking about the Shekinah I am talking about the physical embodiment of God's divine presence in person not just in presence, but his presence in person you see when the Lord said uh, God told Moses, "Surely my presence shall go with you." That's one thing when God said, "I'm gonna let my presence go with you." He can still be in heaven. Do you understand that? God told Moses, "I'm gonna let my presence go with you, and I'm gonna send an angel with you. Uh, there will be a physical angel that will follow you." But Moses said, "No, no, God, God, I don't, I don't want no angel. If you don't go personally with us, I don't want to go." That's how Moses was. He wanted, he had a demand. Watch this, for the not just the presence of God, but the presence of His person physically. So He says, "I will." He says, "Surely my presence shall go with you." But in this context, He says, "I will come down in the sight of all the people." Now, when God starts saying, "I'm going to come down," that's the person. You ain't just dealing with the presence that everybody teach about in the body of Christ, about spending time in prayer and you feeling God's presence. And that no, no, we're talking about his person coming. You all know on those stages when I'm in crusades or one night with the king, I see jesus walk in the room i see the father he comes in my sight in person i'm not talking about just the presence i feel when the praise and worship goes on that's what most churches experience they experience god's presence but god himself is still in heaven while they are worshiping we don't experience that here at jmmi he comes down on earth physically personally let's make a difference because there is a difference I, I think in order to, for you to understand this, I need to take you to Exodus chapter 33. Turn with me to chapter, Exodus chapter 33. Listen to what the Lord says. Hallelujah. When you get it, I want you to read it with me. But this is where God starts telling Moses, I'm going to send an angel before you. And God did, Moses did not want that. And watch this Exodus 33, 14 and 15. I'm going to show you something here. Let me start at verse. This is just too good. 13 let me start at verse 13 now therefore I pray thee if I have found grace this is Moses talking in thy sight show me now thy way that I may know thee and that I may find grace in thy sight consider that this nation is thy people watch this 14 and he said my presence this is God saying my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest 15. Moses says and he said unto him If thy presence go not with me Carry us not up hence And then down Below is where he said show me your Glory See you gotta understand Moses was not talking about The kind of presence we talk about In church today that just comes Through the praise and worship From the glory of his Presence It says when they begin to pray seeing praises to God, that then the cloud filled the building and the glory of his presence came. Moses wasn't talking about that. He says, if your presence don't go with me. He wasn't, he was talking about the physical person of God. That's why later on down in the same chapter, he says, I want to see your face. Show me the glory. Show me you. Let's go back. To Exodus Chapter 19 Verse 12 Is the key verse now, I want to show you this because this is most Fabulous this is most Amazing here Most glorious <clears throat> Exodus chapter 19 So after the Lord says I'm going to come down in the sight of everybody Verse 12 Listen to what he says Look, Listen to how he tells the people to start Handling Themselves before he come down And this Mm -hmm. will start My message to you And tonight I want to give you deep revelation Are you ready for it? Do you want deep mystery? I'm going to give it to you tonight I almost feel like this is A fireside chat and like God Is telling me you need to sit down and talk About this Instead of standing up I should sit down And talk to you face-to-face. Amen? And I think I'm going to do that. But let me read the scripture first to you. Listen to what it says. Listen to what God says after verse 11. Let me read verse 11 one more time. And be ready, God says, against the third day. This is Exodus 19 and 11. And be ready against the third day. For the third day the Lord will Come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. See that? Twelve. And thou shalt set bounds. Hear this. Thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about. So this is one of the first thing God says, you start watch this, you should start making the distinction, setting boundaries. One of the first things that you must learn if you're going to walk with God or if you're going to be in God's presence on this level. Now, listen. You can go in church all day. You don't have to adhere to this. You can jump around and praise God, still feel the presence of God, but you will not get what I'm talking about. This, what I'm talking about that we experience here, this movement all over the world where God comes out of heaven and comes down on earth physically with us. You understand that there's a price for that and there's a way of order for that kind of thing. I see people go in God's house all the time and they be praising God, shouting and whatever, but then they have no boundaries in God's house. One of the first things God requires are boundaries. When Moses came directly at God's presence at the burning bush, what's the first thing God said? Take off your shoes because the ground you stand on is holy. God start making his mind understand that he was not in a normal place. That out of every place he had walked on earth where he was standing in front of God's presence had become so holy that he had to take off his shoes. That's a boundary. And believe me, if you can do that with your house, a lot of you got a home that got beautiful carpet. And you tell people, take your shoes off at the door or put on these napkins on your foot. You know you do it. You are setting boundaries so they don't get things dirty. That's how God is. He's very clean. You think you're clean when you ask somebody, take your shoes off at the door? No, God is more clean than you. When you come in his presence, he requires you to take your shoes off. But that is not because of, in that instance, that was not because of cleanness. That was because of reverence. And so reverence help you set the boundaries. And the message of reverence is something this church today, this holy church, know nothing about. They say they are holy, but they have no reverence for God. Some of them honor God with their mouth, but they have no reverence in their heart. Reverence is different from honor. It is higher. It is more majestic. It's what you give a king, not a normal person. Reverence. So reverence have boundaries in it. That's what it means. Reverence, the word reverence in the Greek means to show deferment to. Deferment means to set a boundary, a limit, to stop something. That's what a boundary is. It's to stop something. To draw a line in the sand or around a certain area. That's what reverence is. Set bounds. God is a God that requires reverence in his presence. He requires you to take your shoes off in his presence. I'm talking about Jehovah. Jesus is different He required you to take your shoes off Just to wash your feet Do you see how different Jesus is? <laughs> Jesus do not require you To take your shoes off in his presence He take the shoes off for you And wash your feet When God comes He required you to take your shoes off Do you see that? So reverence is a higher form It's boundaries. God requires boundaries to be set when he comes down. How many want to see and have fellowship with your father? Then you must learn his ways. I remember Jesse Duplantis saying that when he was taken to heaven, there was such reverence in heaven for God, the angels that are around his throne, the, the, the four beasts, y'all know the four beasts that have four faces apiece. It says with two wings they have to fly. With two, they have to cover their face in the presence of God. And with two, they cover their feet. You see, you got to understand everything is upside down on earth. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, the angels, watch this, got to cover their feet and their face. On earth. We have to uncover our feet. Oh, y'all missed that. I will say it again. The four beasts who fly around the throne of Jehovah saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. Let me give you the difference between who Jesus is and who God is, because Jesus is coming on the third night, which is the 31st. But Jehovah is coming on January the 1st. Let me explain to you the difference in their two personalities. You see, Jesus in heaven is not worshiped quite the same way the way God is, because God is greater than him. Even Jesus says, my father is greater than I. I don't even know why the church don't teach on this. They act like they're scared to say this. They act like it's wrong to say this because they they equalize Jesus and God together as the same person, having the same rank, but they don't. Jesus says, my father is greater than I. So if he's greater, he deserves more. So whenever you hear about Jesus in heaven, and if you ever go to heaven and you hear how they, they give Jesus praise, they give him honor. But they give God reverence. They reverence Jesus, but there is a holy reverence that come with God. There is something beyond. It's greater. So when you go to heaven, you hear them saying, worthy is the lamb that was slain. Worthy. When you start saying worthy, that's honor. You are are giving honor to someone. Worthy. But they don't say worthy is Jehovah. They say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They call him holy because he is clean. Holy, holy. You never hear in heaven, them going around Jesus' seat next to the Father saying, holy, holy is the Lamb of God. No, no, no. The worship is different. They say, worthy. There must be a boundary, a distinction. A difference must be made. God says, make a difference between that which is holy and unholy. That which is clean and unclean. You Mm -hmm. must set bounds. When you start dealing with God and Jehovah, you got to set boundaries. And that's something this American generation church don't understand because all they believe in is liberty. I don't want to be bound. I want to be free. When you come around Jehovah, you got to set boundaries. It is nothing wrong with being liberal in the spirit, but the spirit will teach you, okay, when I'm around you, there's a liberty. But when Jehovah come, get on your knees shut up and stop talking set boundaries god told the people if you're going to deal with me the first thing you got to understand is you got to set boundaries set bounds unto the people round about saying take heed to yourselves that you go not up to the mount or touch the border of it whosoever touches the mount shall surely be put to death now tonight I wanna give you a most fabulous deep teaching on face to face. Do you want it people? Do you want it? I'm going to give you mysteries tonight that I have not shared with anybody. Some I have, some I haven't. But tonight you're going to get fresh manna. Are you ready for that? Do you want that? You all that are out there on Facebook and Periscope and YouTube, do you want it? It It's coming. Now, listen, I'm going to say this again. You cannot miss tonight, tomorrow, because tonight and tomorrow prepares you for the third day of what's coming. If you don't keep up, you cannot be prepared for the third day and the fourth day. What I'm about to tell you is very holy. As you know, Jehovah came down on earth with me physically in person for 30 straight days, just a month or so ago. For 30 straight days, like Enoch, I walk with God. And I'm not talking about I walk with the Holy Spirit or Jesus. I've been walking with them. But I'm talking about I walk with Jehovah physically on earth. I saw him every day for 30. Would you like to know what he told me Would you like me to share What he said to me Oh so amazing It's so deep It'll make your brain Pop A lot of you have heard the revelations I've given you that Jesus and God has told me And some of y'all brains just I could just tell your brains are being fried. How many have been blessed by the holy teaching and revelation, the special teaching ministry the Lord has given me where I've shared mysteries with you. You know no man can teach like that unless God has taught him personally. Not being taught by the fivefold ministry, prophet, apostles. I thank God for the fivefold ministry. I've been taught a lot by them when I was a younger Christian, but I get my meat directly from God now and Jesus. I'm not saying I can't learn from other men and women of God. I'm not saying the Holy Spirit can't use them to light upon the scripture and give me something I've never seen. I'm not saying none of that. I am saying I'm getting my messages on a higher order than most people in the body of Christ. I believe there are some who are having visitations, but they are not. Jehovah is not coming down on earth in person with them like this. I know he's not because he told me he wasn't there's no man who has paid the price to have that here on earth and believe me i would like for more people to pay the price but it's difficult you got to be willing to be persecuted every day god is a fire you got to go through the fire to walk with him and most of you do not like nobody talking about your name or scandalizing you you got to go through the fiery trial to walk with father like this oh he loves you he will give you revelation but I'm talking about something on a different order. There is no man on this earth who's walking in this now. I don't care who they are. I was uh, seeing a, a clip where they were saying the ten mo- most powerful preachers on the earth. And they had they were listing different men, and I heard the voice of the Lord said to me, He says they their power that I've given them is so faint. And it's so small compared to what I've given you. They do not know who has the greatest power upon the earth. Listen to me. I am telling you, and he says, I've given you the keys and I've come down with you, not with them. Not like this. They may have an appearance or some come down a cloud of fire or something like that. They don't have God coming down everywhere they go. It's the difference. Don't be deceived. I have proof that everywhere I go, Jehovah comes down and a face appear, not no tornado, cloud, of fire. No, a face. This is face-to-face. This ain't just an appearance. This is face-to-face appearances. Don't compare David E. Taylor's ministry or this movement with no other man or woman out there. That's disrespectful. You must set a boundary about what this is and what that is. God requires, this is why, let me explain to you. God don't play. You got to understand that when you start dealing with Jehovah, he sets boundaries. And he gets upset when you, watch this, when you try to equalize and put men of God all on the same level, uh, or or that there's no distinction that one is greater than the other. When When you deny that, God gets mad. So we know on the Mount of Transfiguration, when God, when Jesus was being transfigured and Moses and Elijah appeared and Jesus began to shine, that Peter began to say, let's build a tabernacle, one for Moses, one for you, Jesus, and one for Elijah. He tried to equalize their rank and God got upset. He came and it says they got afraid and it says a cloud came over them. Jehovah came on earth and said, no, this is my beloved son. Hear him. God put a boundary. Don't equalize Jesus with Moses and Elijah. They they are not worthy to be compared to him. This is my son. God set a boundary with Peter. It says, and they were so afraid after the cloud had left. That wasn't Jesus talking because Jesus, his personality is a little different. He's more meek and soft, but God is stern you start equalizing men of god saying they're all the same or, or 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 one is greater than the other when they are not god gets mad with that he got mad when peter them did jesus that way and he got mad when miriam this is the second case where Miriam and Aaron said, we are prophets like Moses, too. They were equalizing. Have not God spoken to us and God came down and says God heard it and got upset with them. And he struck Mir- Miriam with sickness and he killed Aaron later on for doing that. Because God is serious about setting boundaries. That's why I don't let nobody equalize with what I'm walking in. And I'm not saying this because I'm arrogant or puffing myself up. Listen, I would be the biggest fool if God has visited me and told me I've given you the greatest glory and rank on the earth. No man has this. I would be a fool if I didn't listen to him and try to play false humility in front of you so I didn't look prideful. That's pride in itself. No, the righteous are as bold as a lion. I boldly declare what he says. I bear witness not of myself but there's one that bear witness of me and his witness of me is true as Jesus said you must set boundaries when it comes to ranks with different men I've had people even in this movement say we follow you David E. Taylor but there are other men that are great too they may be great but they ain't got this they ain't greater than this no man is greater than Jehovah God and Jesus himself themselves coming on earth. And nobody on this planet has that. That's what face to face is. You must understand and, and have reverence. You cannot have reverence for something you don't understand the value of. So I'm trying to give you a distinguishing. You can't say, oh, we experienced this presence in our church. No, you don't. That's a different presence. That's a presence that comes from God through praise and worship, and God is in heaven. But when God says, I'm going to come down upon Mount Sinai, he's talking about in person. That's different. Now, you don't just have his presence, you have the presence of his person, not just the presence of his glory. You must know the difference. Stop letting people deceive you. You've got to study the word of God. I know that I offend some people. I offend a lot of preachers because they really don't want, they know what I'm walking in is Some they are not even, it's not even happening in their ministry at all. But I can't deny the truth. How can I deny after I've seen such great things and many millions of you around the world have seen great things? You know God has come down when I've come to your nation or your state or your city. God has come down in front of the news cameras, in front of millions of people like I told you he would. And just like I'm telling you, he's going to come to your homes. He told me he's coming. He's coming. Are you excited about that? I'm excited about that for you. So. This is what I want to talk about. This is what the Lord told me to talk about. He says, I want you to talk about the fragrance of the romance and reverence. The fragrance. This came to me earlier this this week. Talk about the fragrance of romance and reverence. You see, today we have in the church a lot of people, they love the love of God. They love to be intimate with God. They love the worship, but they don't want the reverence. Listen, when you're in love with somebody, you give them what they tell you. You do what they like, not what you like. And if you're going to be close to God, you got to, watch this, you got to combine the love or the romance with God with the reverence. I call it R&R. It'll give you rest. Romantic romance and reverence. Only the mature, let me say this, only the mature know how to combine their romance with God with their reverence for God. Many times when God chastises us and he rebukes us because we don't have reverence, the romance stop. We start to get into a place where we don't understand God no more. And that's what I want to talk to you about. So I'm going to let, I'm going to sit down here and I'm gonna talk to you like a fireside chat. Is that okay? Is that okay?
0: Yes, you can take this.
1: Away. So. I want to show you. The scriptures. So you said romance and reverence. I want to help your romance with God. Do you want Do you want me to help your romance and your reverence with God? Now, listen to this. If you're going to be close to Jehovah. You see, in Israel's time, when God said, I'm going to come down on a mountain, do you not know that they got afraid? And they did not. Listen, they did not even want to see God. They were so afraid of the electricity and the fire and the thunder and the smoke and the fire and and the, uh, the earthquake that came when his feet hit Mount Sinai. They got so afraid and I'm telling you, this is so amazing. This is so amazing. Because you got to understand that the people, watch this, who are immature in their heart, don't know how to reconcile God's love, his romance, With his strict reverence. If God be strict on them. Or allow some. They start to lose like. They allow that to kill the love buzz. And I want to say this. His correction is a part of the love. If you don't learn to mature. You cannot walk with Jehovah. Let me give you an example. uh, In the Bible. Do you remember David? David. Got the, the Shekinah of the ark of the covenant he won the ark of the covenant back right from the heathens and he put it upon a new cart he put it upon a new cart to be rolled on god told them whenever you carry the ark of the covenant you are to have four men to bear it upon their shoulders right you remember that he told them that and david instead of obeying god He starts to bring back the Ark of the Covenant to Israel up on a cart. A cart is a new-like contraption to carry it. So he was being disobedient in how he was handling God's presence. That's why you got to be careful with God's presence. God's presence, and I'm going to say this to all you pastors of, of, of the of these wonderful new kind of churches and this this new kind of emphasis you want to bring but you you are not carrying the presence of god right i'm going to tell you i don't care what new thing you fix to bring up on the, the presence of god let me tell you something that is not going to cut it i'm talking to you pastors and you i call you shortcut pastors i call you cheap pastors Because you don't want to pay the real price to see the glory of God. You want to do things that's easy for the people. And when you're pleasing God, you cannot please people. You're going to do one or the other. Either God is your Lord or the people are your master. You must do this God's way. David, as king of Israel, made this ultimate mistake. When God's presence came through the ark, he put it up on a new cart. And? The new cart began to shake and the ark was about to fall and a man, I forget his name. I think his name was, uh, I I forget, but you know the story. He puts his hand to try to do a good thing now, keep the ark from falling. And he struck dead right there because God gave a command. That only the priest can touch that holy thing. And anybody who touch will die. Sort of the same thing he told Moses. Set bounds around the mountain. Don't let nobody touch it or else they'll die. Now watch this. David. God was the lover of his soul. David was in love with God. He had a romance with God. But when God killed that man. David stopped the romance with God. He got afraid, and that's what fear do to you. Fear makes you separate the love and the romance with God and the intimacy from the reverence. If you love God, reverence is just a part of the whole whole gamut. So listen to what David does. David says, I don't want the of. Ark-